0: Happy holidays, Meat Suits. Uh, this is Alex here with Anthony, and we are... Uh, it's This is our week off, and I, I know that one of the things that bums me out is that all the podcasts I listen to take the holidays off, and that's when I have time to catch up on stuff. So I wanted to just throw a little thing in your feed so you had something to listen to while you're uh, avoiding your families this Christmas. And um, also, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know if we talk about this enough on the show, but Anthony, you see a lot of movies, uh, not just, like, I assign you stuff for this show, and that's one of maybe ten movies you see in a week, five, but, like, you watch a lot of <laughs> shit, and, yeah. and uh, you have an opinion on, I'd say, most of the things you've seen, so I I just wanted to make sure we got a chance to talk about Star Wars, and I thought if we're going to talk about Star Wars, because I just saw it, and you saw it a second time already. Um,
1: yes, I've seen it twice like, now. if we're
0: going to talk about it, we might as well have the tape going, give them a little bonus for Christmas, so, you, so if you have not yet seen Star Wars bail now and come back like don't delete the episode it's going to be a great listen but come back when you have have watched it and want to hear our our thoughts about it this is not going to be a great introduction to the film um also later in the in this episode we might spoil some other stuff specifically i want to talk a little bit about coco so we're probably going to spoil coco too so uh but don't worry you have plenty of warning for that we're not like you can listen to this star wars part and then if you don't want to hear the coco part you can get out of there but uh, um does that sound good anthony is that a good plan all right
1: I think it sounds great. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about uh, all these movies I've seen Well, I want to,
0: like, you are excited is one of the more interesting things already, because you mentioned, when I I told you I was going to go see Star Wars on Monday, you were like, oh man, (laughs) I, like, you were so jazzed about it, and uh, so I guess, first, how were you feeling after going into this movie? Uh, Were you expecting to be as stoked as you ended up being?
1: Um, you know, I, I was expecting a very good movie. I I uh, I have liked everything that Ryan Johnson has made. I think he's a very interesting filmmaker. He good, does good work. John Cooper's
0: uh, memory. So I know yeah. Looper is the only one of his I've seen.
1: Yeah. So he did. Uh, he's made three films: Looper, Brothers Bloom, and Brick. He's also directed uh, probably two the two most famous episodes of Breaking Bad: oh. uh, The Fly and Osmandius. Uh, uh, two of the best episodes of that show, I think. He's uh, just built a really interesting filmography. I think he makes, makes very interesting decisions. Has a very distinct style. So I expected this movie to be pretty good. I liked The Force Awakens enough. I've always, you know, liked Star Wars. Uh, I didn't think like Disney was going to you know, release a bad movie. I kind of expected it to be like very sort of base confidence, and I thought I knew what I was getting. And a big part of, I think, like, my expectations being kind of like, okay, I bet this will be pretty good, but it's going to be, like, another Star Wars movie. And seeing how, like, subversive it was and surprising, uh, that was the thing that, like, floored me the most. Uh, Just, like, I I did not expect to be able to be so surprised or, like, find a Star Wars movie this interesting. And that's what, like, Mm -hmm. like, left me just, like, in shock at the I end of it, I just base really competence is love what I would movie. describe
0: uh, the last one. the uh, The Force Awakens felt like Disney just showing that they could have a base competence in this. Like it was almost like like I went into that one going like the whole time, just going, "Please don't fuck this up! Please don't fuck this up!" And yeah. they, it seemed like they knew it, and they were like, "Look, we just want to show you that we're not going to fuck this up. Like we just, yeah, you can I- trust us." It was like it was like they were showing that they were going to be good babysitters of this franchise.
1: Yeah, I've always liked the, uh, the kind of the feeling I've always got from *Force Awakens, The a metaphor I like to use is like uh, this guy you fell in love with back in the '70s and was like a really interesting, creative artist and made really important work. And then he started drinking a lot in the '90s <laughs> and got like weird and abusive and really into like strange politics and got very narrow-minded and. had a very like abusive relationship with us the fans for years and this was like hey you know i I found god aka disney i'm sober now i can be that man you fell in love with in 77 again like that's to me what the force awakens is always. the only thing
0: that i think is missing from that is that he's still that asshole it's just that some it's we have a new dad it's the because yeah. he he yeah. didn't like the Force Awakens. He was like, ah, I think it's a boring <laughs> movie. Like he wanted to make more prequels. Was so this yeah. is more like the guy we fell in love with is gone, and this was like a new dad who's like, you know yeah. what? I just want to show you I can have a sober Christmas. And we were like, this is the soberest Christmas. I love it. That was a base minimum yeah. competence. i um, and then this one was like, oh, new dad also is like a professional ball player. Like this was the one where he was like, yeah, I also cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, I think, like, this movie, like, in, in a lot of ways, I think, like, The Force Awakens is, like, a, it's it's definitely an easier movie to watch, like you said. It's a much more, like, conventional film and, and in some ways more satisfying because yeah. of that. This movie, I think, is, like, this movie swings harder, and I think it misses in some things. I think there are, mm. like, issues with this film. I don't think it's a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but because it tries for more... The poets that do hit, I think, are some of the best just general Star Wars shit that's ever been made. I mean as far as the Swinging uh, and missing, I
0: definitely want to talk about yeah. those. I, I guess but first I want to say, like, I was thinking from like from doing the podcast and from writing some film mm-hmm. criticism, I like I've I've trained myself to do a certain kind of analysis of a film that yeah. is so separate from how I actually feel during it. And so like I definitely have a lot of stuff we could talk about as a filmmaking as as a piece of filmmaking, but I don't think I've left a movie or during a movie felt just as uh, just as generally pleased uh, as I was during this. I was just so huh. fucking pumped this whole movie, and I did not realize that I was capable of that kind of excitement over a Star Wars movie again. Yeah. I we've been burnt real hard, and the last one was like I was like yeah, generally competent. I feel fine, and then I I thought Rogue One was fine and had some interesting things, but was. Fine. But then – so I was, and I told you several times, this is the last Star Wars movie I'm ever going to watch. Uh, mm. It fucking blew my mind. I had such a great time. And even things that people I've read criticism of, um, even stuff where I'm like, yeah, that seems like you're right, but, like, who cares about that? Oh, my God, this was so yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, I feel that – I feel a lot of that same way. And I think this is, just like, a really – rich like thematic movie i think as like a meta commentary on like star wars and star wars fandom sure it's really interesting like i'm just not used to like a star wars movie having like interesting themes and ideas and like that like there's a lot to chew on in this movie and i think like the the reaction to it has been so interesting and so divisive. Yeah, that's, um,
0: that blew me away because I had basically I had blocked, I had set up uh, browser extensions, I would blocked any conversation about Star Wars <laughs> for the last six months. I saw no trailers. I knew nothing going into this except Ryan Johnson's name and the fact that they liked it enough that they're giving him three movies without any ideas yet. Yeah, and and I liked Looper. I haven't seen Brick, but I I googled it to uh, and it the film appears above the. Thing that builds all of the walls in this con- in the world, like brick. The movie is more popular than bricks, and so I was like, "This <laughs> guy must be good at making movies." That's all I knew going into yeah. it. Um, and so I like I didn't think a lot about uh, like what I wanted it to be. So when people are really mad that it didn't do what they wanted, I felt I just feel weird. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you decide that's what this movie had to be?
1: Yeah, I, like that's like a big like what I, it blows my mind about people like upset. Like, oh, they didn't explain who Snoke was. It's like, one, it doesn't matter for this story that they're trying to tell, so that's why it is. And it's like, look, Disney can't wait to sell you who Snoke is. That's going to be in a well, book or in a TV show so or something So we're going to see this,
0: like, this whole other thing where Snoke is a child, and he's he's really <laughs> good at pod racing. And we're going to raise him up. I, let's talk about the themes, actually, before we talk about some of the, the issues yeah. that people have with it. Because... I feel like what you're talking about is the almost, almost a little too on the nose, uh, b- bit of thematic things where they just repeatedly say "burn the past." We don't need the past. We're going in a new direction. Yeah,
1: but kill the past, let it yeah. die. You know.
0: And I think that's a fine, especially for where they are in the franchise. It's a fine message. But I thought the theme that was, or like, wasn't even a huge theme. The, the short term theme that I think is infinitely more interesting is uh, Benicio del Toro. Showing that these rich people make this, the same manufacturers make the, the, the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters. Like, that is yeah, the like, most interesting thing that I think I've ever seen in a Star Wars film.
1: Yeah, like, the 1% stuff. I mean, again, there's, like, that... Like, his whole, like, sort of cynical, nihilistic take, right? Like, that the end of the, the... And, like, the way, like, that 1% or, like, that knowledge of, like... It's all, like, bullshit, like, makes people cynical and... Uh, indifferent, yeah. like at the end, like his last thing in the movie when Finn is uh, is like. You know, you know you're wrong. He just goes maybe yeah. and shrugs oh. and walks away. I, like, I love I love yeah. that moment. Like I, I feel like his character is a little mishandled. I do love again like the subversion that this like scumbag you meet in a prison cell isn't a hacker with a hood of yeah, gold. He's, he's, he's just, just a scumbag. scumbag you meet in a prison cell. <laughs>
0: also, like, every moment that Benicio del Toro is on film, we are lucky to have him. What yeah, a exactly. delight that human uh, is.
1: Yeah, his, uh, the stutter I thought was kind of a weird choice. Uh, I mean, he's always I, drunk I, in I,
0: every movie. You can like yeah, his yeah. thing is being hard to understand. That's his. Yeah,
1: and like Del Toro is the type of actor who like makes choices. Yeah. You know, like if you watch, you can watch him and just see like, oh, that's a that's an interesting but, and thing he's adding. He always to this makes character. choices,
0: and none of his choices are ever well. This character enunciates. Yeah, he's never made <laughs> exactly. that choice. But I, I thought, uh, you, But, but yeah, I, what I wanted was, uh, I wanted it to be even more of that once it happened. I hadn't, I hadn't planned to, the, to want this, but once it happened, I was like, yeah, the, this black and white from the early movies mm. feels a little outdated, and I want there to be, yeah. fa- like, the the dark side and the light side, especially because people kind of jump back and forth, like, I want that mm-hmm. to be more, I like the idea that there are gray people in this world, that there are, like kind of like yeah. dim instead of dark or light there's just people who are like yeah man you guys are both fighting a war and i am not on either of your teams and that's so mm-hmm. interesting and the idea that the rich people are like that there are people because the galaxy we only ever see the dark side and the people who they oppress and then the light side we don't see a lot of people who are like middle class in this galaxy yeah and that's so interesting i, I mean that
1: and like there's like again, that's another one of like the themes of this movie It's like the the idea of like the Skywalker's being like this most important fa- family yeah. in the entire universe. Like right? everything is based around them, and this movie's kind of thing of like you know et- the force can belong to everybody. That there's a bigger the bigger problem isn't just like these two forces battling. It's these it's the the people who allow it to happen. Yeah. The the the, the the system that facilitates that and like attacking that oh, as so like where the series is going. I mean like my my fate my favorite thing about this movie on the second watch is um like the everything involving Finn's storyline. I think like a lot of people have issues with that cuz I do think that's like that's so different and strange. I really liked it especially on the second viewing all the the casino
0: stuff. I loved it. But like well, the I thing that I seen why people are mad can you first? Yeah, give, I give don't me th- The devil's. Th- ad- Explain why people are mad before you tell me why it's wrong.
1: I, I think you. Know, a lot of people have issues with like the. Like I've heard a lot of people say like it feels like something out of the prequels. But again, I loved it. I think it's a cool, interesting setting that we've never seen in a Star Wars. I guess before. there is racing, and uh, I did for. I,
0: th- I did genuinely believe for a second that we were going to see pod racing. Because they, as they walk out to the track, and people are gambling on it, and then I thought they like it's almost like they teased that they were like, "Oh, this could be Podrace." Just kidding. This is way more interesting. These are space horses. Yeah. And Uh, casino. How could you be? How could you be mad about the casino? It's okay. So it's like it's just like Mo's Isley, except this is the rich version. And they even set it up like we're gonna see all these scoundrels, and you're like, "Oh, crazy!" It's gonna be Mm -hmm. another little like dingy backwater a place where you could just murder someone and no one cares. Like, mm. no no. These are the other scoundrels. These are the one yeah. percent of scoundrels. Eh. Oh, and the casino was so cool. It was the it had that music that was reminiscent of the Cantina music, but it oh man, it was great. I thought it was so cool. I,
1: I like that really long uh tracking shot that pushes yes. into the casino. So good. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh I like what what I liked about it so much is like the 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 theme of this movie of we're going to win not by fighting what we hate but by saving what we love. Yeah. Like, like this, this this, this Finn story arc of like him learning that, like I love all the lessons all the characters yeah. learn in this movie. Like Poe learns what it means to actually be a leader and not to be an like a dick like rogue non-team player. That's what's going to get people killed. Yeah, yeah. But Finn's story is like that like fighting saving what you love. Like at the end of that sequence when they like trash the casino on the big horses, yeah. you know, trash and they the like they think they're
0: captured
1: they think they're like captured and they think they're cornered. And Finn's like, you know, it was worth it because we tore this shit up. Yeah, like, we caused damage. And Rose, when Rose is like, no, 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 and she takes the saddle off the one and lets it go and goes, now it's worth it. Yeah, like, like that, like that idea of like it's. This idea of hero, like being a hero, is going and smashing shit of the bag. Like, this is gonna put everything back together. That's not actually making a difference, yeah. but like setting that animal go, saving those lives. That's making a difference. That's what being a like a rebel and a resistance fighter is like fighting for that rather than against Ugh, something. So you know? cool! I think that's so just, cool. I love that idea. Like. That execution of it. I also
0: like uh, the lesson that the tall lady would have learned if she hadn't died, uh, which was uh, sometimes it helps when you're a leader to communicate a little bit with your underlings. It it does cause some long-term problems if you just stonewall your underlings, but if you give them some idea of why you're giving them the orders you're giving them, it could really help them not go run off on a useless quest. Uh
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, he did just fuck up pretty bad. She doesn't know who he is. Like, if you're a soldier, you don't just walk into your admiral's office and be like, you don't know what you're doing. Tell me your plan. That's normally true, but there's, like, like
0: eight resistance fighters left, you know? Left, yeah. And she didn't tell anyone else either. Like, chain of command, but, like, uh, like, just fucking be like, hey, look, man, I know you don't have to trust me because I just took over, and you think you should be in charge, but, like, um, I know what I'm doing. I have a plan and if I tell you, it might fuck everything. Like just say something cuz she kept her mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, tell me when she uh jumps to hyperspace through the wing of that fighter or of the of the the, yeah. the whatever their giant ship is called. I, I could do some names of ships enough that like I can help my uh, in-laws understand what they just saw but I am not good enough <laughs> to keep up with people who really know what they're talking about but um,
1: but yeah uh, Snoke's like yeah uh, yeah when he when she
0: called. okay and which is like which was like the spaceship equivalent of that thing they do several times where you turn on a lightsaber and it cuts someone in half uh, this was that yeah. in space. Uh, man she learned that lesson that she should have communicated but then that thing, I mean, everybody in the theater gasped. Like that was something yeah. that was so cool that we had never thought was possible. Like it never occurred to me, but it yeah. makes perfect sense. And that's what kept happening. And oh. it's,
1: it's such a beautiful sequence. Yeah. That whole like the the use of uh, sound design, like the no sound mm. in space in that sequence with like the colors and like yeah, it's that's a, such a striking, beautiful. And there sequence. shouldn't like, be the noise filmmaking in, space. in this it, movie. That's like one of the main issues yeah. of
0: Star Wars. Sorry, can, can you on the filmmaking, go.
1: Oh, I like the filmmaking in general in this movie is such like a different standard than we normally get in Star Wars movies. There's so many interesting shots and camera moves and like use of like interesting composition that we just we don't get uh, in Star Wars normally. And like that was one of those sequences that just like I said, just floored. I don't
0: like to be a complainer about physics of space movies normally. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that did bother me uh, was that opening bomb run sequence. Um, yeah, where like, which was just entirely based on gravity that doesn't exist. I, I just didn't understand how they were dropping bombs on a dreadnought. Well, that there's gravity in the
1: ship, right? But that, that so would, they drop.
0: Okay, so that's weird the, enough. But so
1: the momentum but, would carry you, them. That's
0: all it is. But so that whatever is holding the gravity in the ship just immediately turns off, and their momentum continues for falling. Well, I, I just I think, think you it's should also, just give it a little push at the spaceship. That's all I wanted. Just, yeah. the idea of dropping bombs just was—it just was a little confusing. That
1: there, there, there's like a you know there's the Star Wars space stuff has always been based off like World War II uh, fighting videos and that, so it's like kind of that reference right. to that. But I I like also like. Someone at Lucasfilms, I guarantee you, could answer that question. Right? <laughs> there's like a document somewhere that's like, well, no, technically it's they have this kind of maglift system right, right, on sure. them that shoot drops them. this like, there is is there's some if you want that answer, there's some Disney that's employee there, I'm that's sure. like the
0: chief of bullshit at Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I mean. Th- there, that's been a job at Lucasfilm for like forty years oh, at this point. Someone who has to go around and just explain, like, well, the way the physics—it's not science a flaw. Looks, it's you this. Know, like, that's that's yeah. so funny.
0: I mean, the better answer is the World War Two idea, but that is very funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do like um, like the introduction of that character just to like. The way she sets up Rose, I just thought that was like oh, a really yeah. good movie making. To I yeah. did
0: think Rose, as is ty- typical in a lot of movies, fell in love too fast for no reason. But I mm-hmm. was I was still ready for it, and I wanted I was so excited to have it not be uh, Kylo and Ren having uh, having the romance. Um, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I'm so like. That's a, one of those weird things on the internet is seeing how many people ship like Kylo and Ray. Right, that's what I meant. Yeah, and that's such a fucked up relationship. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: also, like, how ship... boring is it to ship the two main characters? Come on, guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone knows if you're going to ship anyone in
0: Star Wars, it's Finn and Poe. I it's I'm uh, still Luke and Leia, even knowing what we know now. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Finn and Poe, great ship. I I like. But and I, I but I felt like what it was, was there's like there was like a sexual tension uh, of just having these two mm-hmm. main characters be similar age, similar experience, right um, that I but I just wanted I just, that gave an, an escape valve by having there be a romance a little on the side, it just kind of pulled some of that ship energy away, which I thought was great. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I loved their whole that the B plot, the B story of this movie of them accomplishing nothing on this classic Star Mm -hmm. Wars quest to sneak into a thing. Oh, it was so good. It was so fun. Yeah, I mean, they
1: all failed, right? And almost made it way worse. They
0: almost caused the additional problems for the fleet.
1: Well, I mean, technically like, when you say like, why didn't uh, Holdo tell like Poe the plan? The second Poe finds out about it, he tells Finn, who DJ overhears and immediately gets them all killed. So it's like, the second he do- she does tell him. He goes blabbing on about That's it true. and gets all of those people killed. That's you know? true.
0: Well, oh, well, then she uh, could have given him a lie plan that would have pacified him. I don't know. That people seem like they had problems with that. That story. Did did that bother you? No, it didn't.
1: Uh, and I think it's. I mean, I think it like the the like uh, I got a little bit at the beginning when it was just like that. Movie thing when it's like oh this character who's been right off camera this whole time uh yeah. like like that introducing of Laura Dern's character but I thought like it's again it's like it's like a lot of things in this movie it, it wasn't perfect for me but the execution of like the subversion at yeah. the end I thought like made it all worth it and it had to be a new character right like if you had Leia in that position right. then the audience would give her the benefit of the doubt and would never buy into the Oh, maybe she's bad. Type I also, of thing. I, if it was... Oh, and I
0: love the idea that they went there for the best hacker in the universe, and they ended up with just an average hacker. Is so funny to me. Uh, I love yeah. that they're like, "Well, we got a hacker," so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, the humor has been, I, I believe, controversial about it. How did you? Yes. How did you feel about the jokes?
1: I I liked them. I I think like. Uh... They, they they there was a lot of them, but I think this movie is just like a very funny movie. It's also a very dark movie. You kind of need yeah, that humor. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of people like, like I, I guess you can look at the very first joke of this movie, yeah. right? And if that worked for you, I think all the humor will. I really like the like crank yeah the call, crank call thing. I, uh,
0: joke. I mean, if he had been like if he had been like uh, is your refrigerator running or something, I would have been like this is just too stupid and anachronistic. But like the way he yeah. did it. The timing of the pauses and just saying I'm still holding, Mm -hmm. especially if your job is to waste someone's time, there is like it was. I thought it was effective, and I thought it made perfect sense for Poe, and he is. Yeah. I mean, he's named Poe, right? He's an impish, impish gentleman. That is, it's perfect.
1: Yeah. And the just like the theme of like just dunking on Hux the entire (laughs) movie, like every single scene. Yeah. He's getting shit on. Like I like that because. You know I like this idea of like him not being intimidating stop letting space Nazis be scary in movie they're dumb incompetent. company yes groups, yeah you know? uh, but but still doing a lot like he, he's a character who essentially was useless in the force awakens like I don't even know why he was created so they're like well let's just make him a joke character but at the same time this movie does so much like showing not telling like at the end you you get a sense like He's going to be interesting in the third movie because now it's like he's very, very resentful of Kylo Ren and he's like stuck in this weird co-leadership role yeah. with him. Like I'm very – like that whole dynamic, I'm so excited to see how it well, plays I'm out. Well, I'm
0: always so curious about the about the dark side's bureaucracy because it is yeah. – when you – as like Darth Vader does, when you just like murder one of your employees at a business meeting, it's really hard to get people – like it's just bad for morale, right? And yeah. uh, so like it just seems like there's going to be a constant morale problem on these on the, in the, in this world, and so to have uh have him be actually resentful makes such perfect sense, and I love the idea of possibly exploring more of that um yeah, the o- uh
1: i mean I, I I was about to go back to like the humor thing yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I think it almost all all worked for me. Uh, I know a lot of people who, like hate like the the steam ion joke oh but I thought like so I think that's hilarious it was so good because
0: uh, that joke was I know why people hate it's it because that was at your expense that joke was not yeah. for you to laugh at that was for you to be embarrassed by and it worked so perfectly because I was like wow that spaceship looks kind of like an iron and then it was it was great mm-hmm. it was so perfect
1: yeah. yeah I like that joke a lot with the humor work for you oh a yeah
0: i, I I mean, I was I liked that moment early on, and I thought it was a good tone setting. And I I, I love your point that it's such a dark movie that that because I mean it is a dark. There's like 400 rebe- rebels at the beginning in the resistance, and there's like eight at the end. Yeah. That is a brutal movie, and uh, so to have the humor be part of it, especially because your if your theme is hope, uh, and if you're you're in this hopeless rebellion humor is one of the things that helps people get through dark. It's the defense mechanism against darkness. It is the perfect mm-hmm. thing that the, it makes per- so much sense that the rebellion would have a sense of humor and that the, uh, the dark side wouldn't, that's just the most obvious thing to me. So like my favorite joke in the whole thing is when Leia men- says about her haircut. That oh yeah. Killed me. Cause it was such a tense moment and I, and she's so brilliant and has such gravitas on screen. Um, uh rest in peace. But and also she apparently she I saw an interview that she wrote that line. Um Oh that wow. she, she did a lot of script doctoring on and rewrote a lot of her own stuff. Yeah, she's she's she a great writer. apparently. Yeah, and she wrote that line. Yeah. She was like, This is this this is what Leia would say right there. This is what she would do. Uh oh, it was so good. And it was such a perfect like showing where this hope co- I, I think hope is kind of a cheesy uh thing for a movie to be fo- so focused on. I get that's mm. part of the universe. Um but I thought, like, humor is a way of making Hope not cheesy. And so yeah. I just loved that. The only thing that didn't work for me is that the movie was a little long. and
1: Yeah, the movie definitely had a – but also, like, the movie was, I felt like, maybe a little short, too. Okay, you know what I uh, mean? unintuitive like,
0: take. I understand. Please explain.
1: Uh, well, well, what I mean is, like, the, the movie is, like it's, – it's so stuffed. It moves at such a quick pace that it, this is one of the movies that like uh, could either be like fifteen minutes shorter or thirty minutes longer. You know, like, the, like <laughs> that's interesting. The, yeah, I am the compromise that where it is, like the movie does move so quickly and it's uh, it's balancing so many stories and we we don't get like I would love to have just seen a little bit more time with like Luke and Ray. I really would have loved to see the scene when he teaches her the third lesson that he never oh, gets that's, to. That's, in that's how either. to how to
0: milk a space cow. Yeah, he never taught her that. <laughs> no. That okay. was the only other thing that didn't work for me was Luke milking a space cow. I just did not understand why that was happening, and it was real gross.
1: Yeah, uh, I I thought it was like meant to be gross, and it kind of goes into that weird home life. Yeah. that Luke is leading. Which I think is again like that's a huge pro- problem that people have with this right is that Luke isn't like this fan service badass. That no, he's this
0: is so much better. Actually, a character. Oh yeah. yeah, if he was a badass, this would be a boring movie. Especially because Mark Hamill is mm-hmm. like in his late hundreds, and so like if he came out <laughs> swinging a you know lightsaber and being oh it'd be so boring. What was what was really yeah. cool uh, was seeing that like the there had been interesting shit happening while we weren't watching and that he had actually had yeah. a long and imp- especially cuz he's so imperfect in the in the trilogy like he's constantly being yeah. making rash decisions rushing off and doing stuff before he's ready the idea that he would start teaching before he's ready to teach makes perfect luke mm-hmm. sense and and, and then he would be kind of a dick about it also makes perfect lu- oh i thought it was, the, yeah. it was the best understanding of luke's character that i could imagine
1: uh- I almost I want I wish I had like an avenue to write like the like a article, an essay. I had this idea about how like the thing that people have a problem with Luke's character arc in this movie or forgetting is that Luke saw the prequels at the same time that we did. <laughs> and I don't mean like he literally saw the movies, but imagine like what he knew about the Republic and the Jedi Order and his father and Obi-Wan but, like, by the time of the return of the Jedi, then 30 years happened. Yeah. Imagine, like, going through all that and then learning, wait, I don't have a grandfather? My dad was a... Mag- okay, yeah. so all of this started because two weird religious monks found a magical child, decided he was the most important person in the world, and all of these millions of deaths. Yeah. Like, the Obi-Wan wasn't, like, this, like, perfect... He was a flawed human being yeah. who did all, like made these mistakes was a part of this war like n- none of this is as glorious as i thought it was gonna be I like, love that. like my mother just gave up and died like th- this whole like what like all of this is based around my importance my family's importance and then like seeing for a split second that the his nephew was going to do this all over again yeah. and like like that like what that would do to someone what that would be like like him making that one rash mistake with just lighting his lightsaber for a second yeah that makes sense when you think about that story if he had actually swung it
0: i think that would have not made sense to me uh but him turning it on and considering it is perfect and that adam driver would see that and freak out makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. um also this just occurred to me while you were saying that which i think is a great point Um, but it it also inspired me to think this, that the the fact that the bad guys are always on the verge of being switched to being good guys, like the fact that Darth Vader still had some good in him, means Mm -hmm. that the good guys can't be perfect. They have to have a little bit of dark side in them. That Luke has to be... like if he given the right set of circumstances could switch to the dark side, because if we don't believe that it makes no sense to believe that Kylo Ren still has good in him and can be switched. They, they, they yeah. both have to, like the, the, we've learned that there's this precipice and it doesn't make sense that like one side is always teetering, but the guys we like are like flawless and beautiful. And it's so much more rich and interesting this way. And,
1: and- yeah, it goes into like the end of Return of the Jedi, when Luke is, you know, just banging on like, Darth Vader says one thing about Leia. And in that second, you no, know, Luke is almost lost forever. Yeah. He almost kills his father yeah. and would have then become uh, taken his place. Like he, he gives into it, but he he does it enough, gives it enough that he like cuts off his father's hand. Yeah. Is attacking him, but he stops himself. So he does like have a history of giving into those urges. So you know? perfect,
0: I think. That the, and this is what I am perfect. so impressed by by the team, and especially Ryan Johnson, is that. It was, that was one thing that i never thought about, but now that I see it, makes perfect sense. And that's what I want out of a Star Wars movie, is I want you to surprise me uh-huh. with things that make sense. Because if it's too surprising, then it feels like you're doing something stupid. And if, if it's too unsurprising, that it's like, oh, the dark side built another Death Star, and then the good guys blew it up. We get it. Um, somebody yeah. by now should have taught them, Death Star is not your best bet. They're too vulnerable to small ships. Like, think of something else. Uh, so, like, that was too boring. And what this, but it, it, and it worked. But it was boring. And this, what this did was like consistently found something that made sense that I hadn't thought of. And I thought that was so cool. And I agree with you about the gross milking, even if I hated it. It does show. It shows the unglamorousness of his life on that little island. Um, and, and grosses her out, which I think is important to shatter her vision of what her hero is. And that fits in perfectly with the theme of like destroying the past. Uh, and, and you have to like, like getting rid of the, like the, oh, the scene where Yoda burns the books and is like, that's not what was actually helping us become something. We we need to learn from our mistakes. That's what she is learning by watching Luke be kind of a a weirdo. Um, it's like her vision of him is wrong. Just like, uh, Rose learns that her vision of Finn was wrong. And because he's trying to abandon, like it's, I think that's a great lesson that keeps getting hit there a bunch of times. So, I, yeah, I mean,
1: there, there's a great. I, I love the idea that like the the dark part of the island, the the one thing Luke is scared and doesn't want people going down and looking at is just a giant mirror, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what's down there. That's the thing that Luke is afraid of that he doesn't want to go and look at yeah i also love like, that... i think that's like a really powerful image totally
0: i also love that that she just like didn't at all try to avoid the dark place when she first started that was so funny and also important yeah. was, he was like you didn't even fucking try it was just you were like oh the dark <laughs> side let's try that you just went straight for it um what did you say you had some yeah. problems let's i want to talk about those real quick you said you did have some things that stuck out in your mind mine the main one i had was that bombing run but what what was you say were not Oh, in the too long. Oh, just to wrap up on too long really quick before you uh, hear it. It's just that when they started the battle on the salt planet, it was over two hours. And I felt, I was like, oh, we're just starting a whole new movie right now. I don't have the energy for this. Um, And I.
1: Well, I was like, I was so surprised. I really thought everything on the dreadnought was the end of the movie. mm -hmm. Like it feels so much. And then it's like, there's a whole nother battle sequence. Well. Also, I have like, this
0: thing where I start to think of uh, – just because I've seen maybe too many movies, and I also get bored too easily. I think every movie should be 90 minutes if it's drama or 75 uh, comedy. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't like long movies. But around a two-hour mo- mark, my body is just like, this should be over. And so for a thing like Star Wars where I think the stakes are so high for my emotions, I was like – I was just started to think about how it was going to end and get really nervous about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like – or I got, and then I got excited because when they were in that – when they were shut in that door in the cave in the salt planet and it was like there's 12 rebels left and they're locked up. That felt like a perfect second movie in a trilogy ending. It was so intense, so sad. Mm -hmm. Um, But there, and like there wasn't any hope right now. I was like excited for that to be the end. So I thought they had like handled it. And then as soon as they started the battle, I was like, Oh, now we got to, now I have to open myself up again and risk the ending being terrible. Mm. Um, But I also liked the red thing under the salt planet. So that's a great visual.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think like the 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 obvious on the nose metaphor of uh uh you know hope being both out of salted earth sure. is like a really you f- know and, and also fun and also like showing a piece.
0: planet that looks just like Hoth but then surprise it's also blood red underneath like yeah. I thought it was a great it was a great both like visually and also metaphoric switch on that of what you're expect- expecting expecting.
1: Uh, and it's, like, it's cool because of the salt's also, like, a, a foreshadowing that Luke's not really there. Like, they show images of, like, Kylo's feet and the way it kicks up sit, oh, the, the salt. Shit. But Luke's Luke's feet don't, doesn't do I that. I didn't realize and that. That's sho- so brilliant. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's a cool, uh, like, so it all stays white underneath him. But it's, like, being smeared in red under Kylo's oh, feet. Oh, that's Is fucking that,
0: clever. Yeah. I... I mean, I also I... like at that point, it was too long, and it was starting in a whole other movie. But then the Luke surprise makes it worth it for me. I was like, no, I, yeah. that was it was worth this whole. It was like a, it was like a mini episode, thirty minutes long after the film was over, and that made it like that surprise was worth restarting for me.
1: Yeah, I think that whole scene, like that's another thing that people have been like. People are so upset. I hear a lot of people uh, comparing it to, uh, like, Darth Vader's action scene at the end of Rogue One, which, to me, didn't work at all. Like, it's just boring fan service. Like, yeah, it's cool. Darth Vader fucks people up. But, like, what does that serve as a story? He he doesn't accomplish anything in that sequence. And it's just, like, a video game cutscene. It's Interesting. not yeah. satisfying in any yeah. way. This, like, people being upset that Luke didn't come out and do a bunch of sweet, like ninja moves and like destroy an entire army it's like what i loved about it is that the idea of luke doing the most powerful thing we've ever seen a jedi do and then holding his father's lightsaber defeats the villain with pacifism is such a great way to end a big action movie like i've never seen anything like that before Like, like that is such a great
0: and that thing like he that was another thing where it was like not I didn't attacking. know that the force could do that, but it makes perfect sense to me. And also, it makes sense yeah. that, that it would it would kill him. That that is it's yeah. too much to do, so you only do it when it's worth it. Oh, it's good.
1: Yeah, and like him then dying on the mm-hmm. looking at the two sons, I thought was just beautiful. Yeah, it's just really funny. So,
0: real quick, what were you, what were some problems you had with it?
1: I I, I think it's mostly just like the pacing. Uh, in terms of, like, the movie moves very fast. A lot of the scenes are, uh, I think... Uh, like, I, I think the the plot makes a lot of emotional and thematic sense uh, as, like, a, a movie is not completely satisfying, nor is it, like, trying to be, though. Like... I don't know, I, I just think like the way the, the movie jumps around a lot, some of the edits felt a little random. Hmm. Uh, but that's just because I think the movie is ch- trying to do a lot. Overall, there wasn't anything in it that I disliked. Right. I, I kind of thought, like, Phasma is still wasted in these movies. Like, uh, But again, that's not really this movie's right. fault. That's just, like, J.J. J. Abrams set up all this shit in The Force Awakens that was never meant to be paid off in any interesting <laughs> right. way. So having her just... Show up just to be jobbed again is like okay. That was that was fun.
0: Tiny thing that I loved Um, about it that I I I noticed uh, was that there were um, a bunch of women in this part of the universe, like just around, like they just cast women in the movie, which I haven't seen in a Star Wars film before. There were just like Mm -hmm. just techs and operators and mechanics and just women in random jobs on the planet. A lot of these Star Wars movies feel like the universe is really low on women, and this one was like, oh, this is a part of the universe where some women live. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I think like that's a like we got to be honest, a big part of the backlash to this movie and Star Wars in general is like shitty guys who hate that Star Wars is being not like not white dude power fantasy totally anymore, right and I, I think that it's super commendable that disney because they don't have to The star wars is going to be huge it would be easier to do the consistent cast than they've been doing but the, this entire movie is cast with uh diverse interesting yeah. leads. like it's yeah like rose uh, was I, such a cool interesting
0: character and not not yeah. a traditional star wars hero um, mm-hmm. But I, I have a more cynical take than yours, which is—I I mean, I'm sure that someone else said this—but it's like um, I think you can always count on Disney to do the right thing for the wrong reasons, and that's what I think yeah, is happening here. I, I, I think that. that Disney was like, look, there's a lot of backlash right now about diversity in films, uh, but also on a similar note, we've got the boys. We've sold, we've sold Star Wars to boys. We have no trouble there. We have 100% mm-hmm. of the boy market. But what if we could also sell it to to girls? What if we could also have toys that girls bought? What if we had girls who were excited about Star Wars? We would own the world and they were like, so it's like a win-win for them. Like I think they they probably uh, were aware of the cynical reasons and also this is the right thing to do and it was and also it made the movie great and interesting. So, I think it could be like totally right in all three ways. Uh it, even if one of them is more just to sell toys, but
1: Oh yeah, I mean selling toys like let's let's be honest here is the The point of Star Wars, sure, yeah. That's like That's why when people like complain about like the porgs being in it, like oh, they're just there to like sell stuff, like stuffed toys. It's like yeah, but they're like cute comic relief too. Like they work in the movie. I like and the. the, I I thought the crystal
0: foxes were a little more annoying, but then they did end up having a role. I thought they were just super superfluous and were just bonus toys, especially cuz they didn't show up until the last like 15 minutes, but then they did end up yeah, having yeah. that important plot point uh of showing the back of the cave. So, I'm fine with it. And that's the thing one of the things about Disney is that other movies, other studios put in characters just for toys and they're not cute or interesting. And the fact that the character yeah, design exactly. people on this project are the best ever that they like the Porgs are great. They're so interesting looking they make they actually make because they look like penguins, and that island looks like in real life it would be covered in penguin shit, but it's not.
1: Well, did you did you hear in the last few days where the porgs came from? There no. was like an uh, interview going around with it. So they weren't originally uh, in the movie, like when they started filming, but that island that is like a real yeah. place in Ireland. That uh, that the, that location, yeah. uh, it's a wildlife preserve, so there are puffins everywhere, uh... all over the place and yeah, they were like they're in they're in sh- they were in shots constantly so it was like well we can digitally remove them or we can like digitally pit something over them so they so just it was like their a way cousins. to like yeah they made their own indigenous creatures for that island like i think that's a pretty that's clever work around and like a two birds with one stone type of thing yeah you
0: know? <laughs> almost literally um yeah. I love that. hundred. Per- oh, that's the best thing I've ever heard. That makes me so happy. And they yeah. look like the kind of animal that would be on an island like that. I mean, it makes perfect sense, and that's why. Oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, and I I, I think they're like, uh, I, I think uh, maybe this movie's going to turn some kids vegetarian because of the Chewbacca porg scene with the eating I, them. I, I think was, that was a, I, there, a good moment. I do, so
0: I do wonder a little bit about Chewbacca because he's got to be like a thousand years old now, right? Um, something like the that. The fact yeah. that that it was like he's flying the ship and there's a porg friend. He's just made friend with a creature that he can't speak to that he eats. I just feel like his his <laughs> friend circle is set Like especially on Life Day, to be you know it's like this time of year he should be with his family, right? You're not into the I'm, yeah.
1: No, I I I just I was just thinking like I was trying to remember like what does Chewie even do in this? He just really hangs out like he he's a character that they really don't know what to do with. Yeah, exactly. Like they need a good pilot for sequences, but why is he still involved in this? Well, he just here's like my the pitch. Falcon.
0: What is his home planet like and how do they celebrate Christmas? That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah, maybe it's like a special they can put together <laughs> for? It.
0: Uh did uh, you have seen that, right?
1: Uh, I have oh, not, you've seen not seen all it. Of okay. It. Well, that's why I was so no, that's I've the life, that's
0: my why my life day joke didn't work yeah, as the well. Yeah, Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah. Um so, really quick, because uh, we should we should wrap. This has been a, this has been great talking to you uh, about this. I'm so excited.
1: Uh, uh, can I just I want to I think we should. Um, there, there's two things we we need to talk yeah. about before yeah. this. I want to get your takes on it. Uh, one, I just want to say I love everything in the throne room. I love the lightsaber battle on this. Uh, it's really interesting. It's really clever. I love the choreography. I love when like very, like catches the lightsaber or Ren oh, catches yeah. it and ignites it for just oh, a second yeah. uh but like everything that's going on character wise with like Snoke, Ren and uh, Ray all like playing each other and having different assumptions of what was going to happen I thought was just masterfully done yeah. um, I love the the image of them splitting Anakin's lightsaber I think it's like a powerful image for Star Wars I just think that sequence is I think that's so cool. I did find Uh, that
0: when um, Snoke was describing what he saw was going to happen in this very careful double entendre language, I thought that was so obvious what was was happening for a while that I was kind of annoyed that Snoke didn't see what he was saying. Uh Like, the fact that he didn't say, like, ignites the lightsaber cutting off his enemy. Like, the fact that it was so clearly... I thought that was just a little cheesy. Um, But...
1: Yeah, I I think it's like one of those like how else are you gonna do it type sure, of things. Yeah,
0: um, well, I guess I so I, I yeah we so much we haven't even talked about. This is why the movie is too long because there's just too much to talk about. But <laughs> uh, Snoke is interesting. Um, I know there's been some controversy about him. So we got there were two big big questions going into this movie: is who's Snoke and who are Rey's parents? And we got the answer to one of them, and um, and then they ignored the other one, which. I don't know. I guess I wasn't super concerned about where Snoke came from because just every Star Wars movie, there's just a super evil guy who's running the Jedi, the the young evil Jedi. Yeah. Like, there's just, there's always a guy behind the guy. That,
1: I I don't. And it's like, why does it matter to this story? Like, and if it, like, the thing that, like, upsets me when people are like, oh, why wasn't it, like, this character from this, like, right, right. you know, canon or this previous story? And it's like, why would Rey care? She doesn't know who any of those people are. If he was like, I am doth Plagueis, she'd be like, uh, okay. Yeah, she
0: hasn't read the Extended I, Universe books. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah,
1: like, it doesn't matter in any context of the story totally. they're telling.
0: I'm, I'm disappointed um, that he was average size, because uh, in the first one, it seemed like maybe he was going to be huge. Because um, yeah. uh, the like when they called him on the space phone, he was always huge. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really care where he came from. And frankly, when we learned the backstory of... Uh, emperor palpatine got way worse uh the, the fact that yeah, he was just exactly. a senator that's just made him so much less interesting to me yeah.
1: um yeah and him not being related to anything I, I i feel like the the one of the biggest problems with like the prequels is that this like george lucas loved just shrinking the universe right, right? everyone knew everyone's dad yes. and they're all re-
0: connected this somehow. The idea, has like, been at every important thing that's ever happened
1: yeah, the idea that Snoke just came from somewhere because it's a fucking giant yeah, universe, yeah. you know. Uh, I do ask... Th- they could not have meant to do this uh, from the timeline, but the idea of this, like, uh, this ugly old who loves tackiness and gold uh, radicalize like, the fringes of the alt-right of this space only to be betrayed by them yeah. is, like, an interesting... Uh, metaphor for I, the time we live
0: in yeah yeah that's that's a funny version of this theory that, or thing popping around where people mention this movie is having to do with the present time which i find like like even I, I read a review where somebody would say like the alt-right and then cross it out and write the dark side and like mm-hmm. that is just uh, a really bad understanding of i think current politics because the idea that the alt-right is a brilliantly organized bureaucratic system Hmm. is just so dumb. I mean that is just a weird yeah. like if anything the rebels seem more like the like like they're led by Steve Bannon. They're just the it's mm. like sometimes a rebellion is evil. That's that would be the yeah. interesting version of that.
1: I mean the, I think there is something about like Hux and Kylo and this sort of like misplaced rage and anger yeah. uh that is very uh of this time and of that kind of alt right feeling. The sort of, like, entitlement, the legacy is why we're here, you know, like, I I do, I could see that um, comparison, I do think that there's something there, I think, like, the the First Order is not a very good analogy, but, like, Kylo is, like, a good analogy, like, modern analogy for, like, that type of person. Totally.
0: what do Ma- you think about Ray's parents, though? So that's the other surprise, because sure. uh, that one it did feel like they had to answer because this is yeah. her saga, and um, basically what everybody seemed to agree on after that first movie is that there were three possible options that she was like, her parents were like Ben Kenobi and somebody, or um, Han and somebody, or uh, nobody important. Those are like yeah. the, right. Those are the three options, and I. Of it be, I guess even just two options, like either nobody important or one of the three characters we know who does. We don't already know their whole family, and the idea that she was not from this only one like, the idea that there are more than one family that get uh, the force is so much better. Yes, right? absolutely. Like this the, is by the, far the best answer.
1: Yes, I a hundred percent agree. I think the the because like it really brings into like the like why. Why Rey is not tempted by the dark side is because that's not her struggle, right? She's not Luke again who feels like, oh, maybe I could go here. She knows she's on this side of it. Her struggle is who is she in what's her place within this universe, you know? And, like, having no ties to anything and her, like, deciding, you know, fuck the past. It doesn't matter. It's who we are and the decisions we make now is such a better story arc. Uh, in it's this just like you today. were saying
0: about it being there, about there being um, about shrinking the universe versus expanding it. Is that this is expanding it instead of just being like, oh, it's one of the three people you already know. There's only so many famous people in Star Wars. This is like, oh, and and the kid with the broom. Oh, man, I fucking love the kid with the broom.
1: Okay, so that was going to be the other thing that we have to talk about. The last yeah. shot of this movie. Yeah. Um, I think the last shot of this movie is fucking brilliant. I, I, yeah. uh, I think it's one of the. Easily the best final shot in Star so Wars.
0: Does, it make, does when, it make you want to go buy one of those rings?
1: <laughs> uh, maybe the hat that kid has. I like this hat. Uh, when that shot ended the movie, I, I, learned, I leaned over to my, uh, my wife and said, will someone get this man a goddamn trilogy? Uh, <laughs> I assume I just, you meant Ryan Johnson and not the right. kid. Not the kid, yeah. Uh, I'm, that
0: I, was the only worry I had, was that like, oh great, now we have to watch a movie about that kid growing up.
1: Yeah, I hope that kid is never shown again. This is what that kid represents. Yeah is what. Like the idea that like the force belongs to everyone and any it can anyone can be special. It's not just who your blood is, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well and also it's not it the midichlorians are not given by your parent. They sometimes develop inside you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean this, this movie is such a uh like like we were saying, like a a, a thing about what Star Wars is and like where this saga has been going and like where it wants to take it. Like this movie got me excited about Star Wars. Like, is this still going to yeah. be your last one? Are you are you in for nine? Because I I am so curious where they're going to take it. Especially I'm with JJ back, definitely in
0: for nine. I'm considering watching Ryan Johnson's trilogy because I agree that he is terrific. I am almost certainly going to skip Han Solo next year. Yeah. I just, it's the, it's the, I think the off season ones are the ones that wear me out. I think if this was every other year, I could be fully excited by it. But if this, Mm -hmm. it's the every year and it's not, uh, and the other movies being like, it's just too exhausting. It's like I said, it's also mostly the marketing. So if, if Disney could just wait until a little bit later in the cycle to start putting up cardboard stormtroopers everywhere. I went. I went to a basketball game yesterday, and it was Star Wars night at the basketball game. And all that meant was a bunch (laughs) of Star Wars sound effects, and then this one video on the on the big board of the jocks trying to talk about Star Wars and clearly not liking it or caring. And it was just so I just so exhausted by it being everything everywhere that that makes me want to not like it. This movie was enough to overcome that, but uh, the idea of watching an off season Star Wars is going to be kind of tricky. Like, well, then if it's free, I'll go.
1: Keep in mind that uh, Han Solo comes out in May, so you're not even going to get a. May? Yeah, you're not even gonna get a full year break. Uh, no. yeah, Are you serious? The end Wait, of so there's, May. No, yeah. there's
0: no Christmas movie next year.
1: Nope.
0: I'm for sure uh, skipping. There's no way I'm watching another one of these in May. May. <laughs> also, I never want to see a younger version of these characters. I want characters yeah. to get older as trilogies go on. Fuck people. Yeah, I'm
1: like I. I bet Han Solo will be serviceable because Ron Howard makes serviceable movies. But I was interested in Lord and Miller's Han Solo. I'm not interested in Ron Howard's serviceable Han yeah.
0: Solo. Yeah. I okay. So this uh, is my last one. Uh, besides nine, my second to last one. Yeah. I mean, uh, the fact
1: that this this really did like I I thought I had I think a lot of people did had a a, a fairly confident assumption of what. Episode 8 and Episode 9 was going to be. Uh, and now I have no idea what Episode 9 is going to be. Like, I, this, they could go anywhere with it.
0: I mean, it's complicated um, by the fact that of the two main characters from the original trilogy, the one that lives is dead. Yeah. Uh, so... so I the assu- fact
1: that we're never going to get a scene of uh, Carrie Fisher and Adam Driver together is so unfortunate. Because I... I think the work Adam Driver is doing here is incredible, and Carrie Fisher is just always amazing to watch. Really Absolutely. brings so much to the, the I, screen. I think,
0: I think there are two options. Either uh, episode nine is just a CG Carrie Fisher, and it's the worst thing that's ever happened, mm. or episode nine opens on her funeral.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I, I, would,
0: I assume I that it's opening on her funeral, and I think that'll be a real intense beautiful opening and i think they'll do mm-hmm. a really they can do a real nice job with it who's directing the next one uh jj abrams is back. oh abrams is back oh yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't know that um yeah i think he'll do a fine job with it i think i am a little disappointed because he made the boring one and ryan johnson made the great one it's like kind of yeah. like oh well we get him back does that mean right does that mean kylo ren's gonna put his mask back on
1: yeah i mean at least we're not at least it's not colin trevorrow right the guy it was going to be uh what is what has he done
0: he did Jurassic World oh. and the Book well, so, of Henry. So he does serviceable sequels? Yeah, uh, Book of Jurassic- Henry was
1: real fucking bad. Jurassic World was fine. Game. I didn't like it very much.
0: I didn't like it very much either, but I was like, this seems fine for another Jurassic Park movie.
1: Yeah, I just I think him following this would have been a disaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm totally. really glad he's out.
0: And now we're going to do some spoilers for Coco. So if you do not want to have Coco spoiled for you, GTFO, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week and if you are fine with coco spoilers listen on cuz i think this turned out kind of fun so quickly on coco i just didn't like it as much as i wanted that's all i wanted to say
1: uh, i i liked it quite a bit I, I um i i was really surprised by how the how much death there was i mean it takes place during the <laughs> it was the going to be of a that. lot of de- There's a lot of dead people a lot of dead people but i don't think i've ever seen like straight-up murder like that since, like, the Lion King in one of these
0: Yeah, so, yeah, the straight-up murder, that was interesting, for sure. Mm. um But until that happened, pretty bored with this movie. I just didn't give a shit about that kid. It was like this, like, I'm supposed to really care about this kid, and all I know is that he plays, he wants to play guitar and not make shoes, which sounds like a pretty normal kid thing. And yeah. then we're like, oh, and then he, like, uh, does a little grave robbing, and now we're supposed to be super into him. And, like, if your fucking dream is to someday play an open mic, I don't know, I'm just not, I just didn't care about anything that was happening to him. Uh, and then, like, I also, like, the, the twist with his uh, with his real dad, I was like, well, there's only one character here, and this guy's missing his head in the picture, so I assume it's the other mm. character. Like, I just saw that coming a mile away.
1: Um, yeah I, I uh at one point I leaned over and I was like so that's his grandfather right Right Yeah uh, yeah you you see to, stuff
0: coming way before me so I'm not surprised that you thought you uh, saw that coming
1: Yeah I mean I I thought it was uh a beautiful movie that was like pretty good I I, I didn't like it as much as like Moana or Inside Out Yeah I mean, but after you know like monster's university and Co.'s 3 like it's I mean, a pretty was, solid this Pixar was no movie, cars 3 we'll agree we'll agree yeah. with that
0: but what about okay so the other thing that bugs the thing that really bugs me about this is that um, about the murder is that uh, the, the I just don't understand the rules of heaven I guess in this world because mm. um, in this world, first of all, the ages in heaven are kind of random seeming. Second of all, heaven is entirely Art Deco, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And but then most importantly, how okay? There's still social class structure. There's still class structure, and ha- there's still famous people in heaven. There are, and then people who are treated like shit by security in heaven. Someone's a security yeah. guard in heaven?
1: Yeah, there's security guards in heaven. That means, like, if you were a security guard in your life, imagine going to heaven and being like, And they're like, here's, keep here's, doing here's that. a
0: stamp go hang out by the door of this famous yeah. person's heaven. And then the guy, I mean, guy in heaven, the most famous person in heaven, is a murderer and mm-hmm. has lived a bad life. And at no point did anybody say, like, let's not let this guy into heaven. Like, uh, and sure, the the Earth, no one investigated this guy's death, who was under mm. clearly suspicious circumstances. But you don't think St. Peter was like, hey, by the way, your friend died right after mm. you gave him a drink. What happened there? Like, no well, one investigated I, at all? They just let him go to heaven? I
1: mean, isn't the, the rules of this universe, of this afterlife, is that you're there by the power of memory? Right? And because he's the most famous person in the country... That's why well, he's, he has. You're so as much famous as
0: out, right? as people remember you. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's just a weird idea because a lot of people remember yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they don't celebrate Jeffrey Dahmer. I though. guess that's true. You got to put up yeah. pictures of him. Yeah, it'd be it'd be like uh, I'm sure it's you know it's like uh, people like if if Bill Cosby had died before all the allegations had come out, his afterlife would rock, right? Or, yeah, totally. like,
0: or what about like Civil War generals? Like they're very famous in heaven. Yes, yeah. so many statues about them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Is that kind of thing? You know, the world is unfair, and the afterlife is too. That fucking yeah. Bull, I, I feel like that's a weird for choice
0: for that. Um, also, his real dad is like, or his real, real great grandfather, the real, the real dad, um, is just like a piece of shit hustler at the beginning. Like he's just yeah. a con man for a while, and then it's like, oh, but also he's great. By the way, forget all that. Forget all of his actual personality. He used to be a really great dude, um, so I just didn't want I, like I was like not excited for this kid who I don't like and this grifter. Um, uh, uh, I just wanted to like it so much yeah. more. Beautiful movie, incredibly beautiful movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really so I I I didn't like love like love it. I I, I really enjoyed it. It really worked for me. I think a, a part of it is that I I sat through. That frozen short <laughs> right before this,
0: we uh, waited until that was test. gone to go watch.
1: Yeah, we went on the last day because I I needed to see it. I oh, needed to, okay. I needed to know what it was, and it was so I was just so relieved and excited by the time Coco started that I was just in. <laughs> like it, I had I had seen what a bad movie could look like right before then, so I I came out of Coco really high on it. Uh, I don't know how much that actually affected it but that's I feel awesome. like it mu- must have
0: they, they, that was the point of that was to lower your expectations mm-hmm. beforehand the it thing was they...
1: so bad that short just
0: uh, I believe it I mean, the thing that uh, actually got me um, the thing they put it in front of it instead was uh, when I saw it was just like a short featurette about some of the art and so all they did huh. was spoil the best reveal of the movie which is when he gets to the afterlife and you see how big and beautiful it is
1: oh that's weird
0: um so i was like oh cool that's a great shot that i saw 10 minutes ago in that little featurette yeah. uh weird yeah it was a weird choice so also where's your goddamn short like there's one thing you guys are good at i mean Pixar's good at a few things sure uh, okay sure but this is one of the things you're known for
1: yeah yeah i mean that was a bummer to get robbed uh of that show because that is one of my favorite things
0: it was also weird to
1: think uh this is probably the last time we'll see uh uh what's the the Pixar guy's name who oh, just Lasser. left the company last yeah last time we'll see john Lasseter's name probably in Pixar credits yeah which is uh, fine which is it like, actually feels yeah. weird
0: we're in that weird in between time where like his name is still on it and it feels kind of gross
1: yeah exactly they should have replaced it with Christopher Plummer's name. Yeah,
0: exactly. What I was going to say it should have been like every time his name popped up, Christopher Plummer's face was there instead covering it up yeah. or a porn. Just CG. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: awesome. Well, I, I think we should probably be done here. It's been a long chat. I was like, we'll just talk for like 15 minutes about Star Wars. But of course, that's not how we are. There's um, a lot to say about this movie. There was, and I, I feel like so much more clarity, and I'm glad to have talked to you about it. Uh, uh,
1: and do you, do you feel like in 10 years, people are just going to say this is one of the best Star Wars movies? Like, this backlash will subside. It will just become oh, yeah. kind of popular consensus that this is one of the better Star Wars films? Yeah,
0: 100%. I mean, this like there were also people who were defending Episode One when it came out, and they are also yeah. wrong. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's always going to be – I mean, yeah, the, the, the people who are upset about this are just the people who I don't think have a large uh, amount of uh, sway. They're people who are, like re- – they, they just want to yell at each other in their own worlds. But what people who – like, what my parents have heard is that it's one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. They have not heard yeah. that people are upset that the casino is too much CG. They're not upset <laughs> about, like, oh, but what about Snoke's parents? My, my parents don't give a shit about where Snoke came from. Yeah. And so they're going to see it and they're going to love it cuz it's a great movie. Um and it'll just be a little long. Uh so I yeah, this will be this is definitely the second best Star Wars movie ever made and that is how people will remember it. I think that's fine forever.
1: I'm really glad you feel that way. I really didn't know what what your take on this was going to be. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, me I'm I am too. I like I said I I was not expecting to have that much fun. I was not expecting to feel that much in a movie. I mean Star Wars is one of those things that I've been with for a long time, but I don't it doesn't feel like it owns my heart, maybe because of the prequels. Mm. Um, but it's like, I mean, so I loved the trilogy originally, and then I like fell out of love for a while, and then the new movie a couple years ago made me feel okay about it, but I was irritated by how much ads. Like, this was, I was not expecting to feel this much joy in a movie, and it just uh, blew me away.
1: Yeah, I, cool. I I completely agree with you.
0: Well, thanks for chatting with me. Uh, every Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back again with a real episode next week. I hope you guys enjoy your Christmas break and uh, Happy New Year. I hope 2018 is... uh, I don't know. I hope it's fine. I don't want to set the bar too high for 2018. I hope that... Han Solo movie is not the worst part of 2018. I don't know. Um, uh,
1: I really hope 2018 can keep with uh, keep going on this downward slope, so we can get the hat trick of three bad, <laughs> bad years, successively bad years.
0: I mean, that is certainly possible. All right. Well, uh, we'll yeah. I will talk to everybody. I think Alex,
1: remember, remember, if you don't believe in the sun when it's not there, or if you only believe in the sun when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night.
0: I don't think that's true. I I mean also like basic object permanence is different um I anyway uh yeah that's true so everybody keep keep believing in the sun you guys and we'll yeah. talk to you next week all right later